1: If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Hey, good morning, everyone. It's finally Friday. Aaron Zimmerman here with you on the Midwest Farm Report. Finally, I think the rain has quit, too. I guess I probably have to look out the window to see if it has or if it's raining again. Kind of unpredictable, but we'll find out a little bit more in the forecast, whether we're getting more rain or not, from Stu Mock, Ag Meteorologist, in just a little bit. And then we'll talk about another opportunity for youth in agriculture to develop their leadership skills. The Stride Youth Leadership Conference is coming up, hosted by PDPW. And I had the chance to talk with Shelly O'Leary about some more details on the conference. And then finally, Farm Director Pam Yonke caught up with our friends at Compere Financial. We'll catch that interview just a little bit later on here in the show. But for now, let's go ahead and get the show kicked off here on Friday, March 25th.
3: Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage
4: and helped our dairy grow for the next generation.
5: At Compeer Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do, and our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender, an equal opportunity provider, and MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved.
6: We're not in the fields yet. We won't be for a few days yet, as uh, spring has not fully brought on the weather we need. Bob Bosal here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, but we should be in the shed calibrating the the planters and getting all the other equipment that we're going to need going up and down the road ready for spring Stephanie there are a lot of folks encouraging that activity aren't they
4: that's right Bob as you think about planting season don't forget to also think about how you're going to move your planting equipment from field to field I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison I talked to Lieutenant Bill Berger with the Wisconsin State Patrol we talk about key priorities to make sure you are visible and protected on the roadways
7: when there's a high volume of Implement husbandry. husbandries out there, we do see that influx of farm-related crashes. Probably one of the most dangerous things that uh, a farmer can do while operating on the roadway is making that left-hand turn into a driveway or field road. That's something that uh, we continue to see and certainly something that we cautious those farm operators to be careful about, to be cautious when they're making that maneuver. We would encourage them to, even though it's not required, but you know, well worth it, take a take a little extra money buy some extendable mirrors things like that that make a, a lot safer to see around that implement that you're pulling and uh, see that oncoming traffic coming up behind you before you make that turn and then also obviously for the the non-farm operator to be alert for those potential turning maneuvers as they're approaching these vehicles uh, implements from the rear. Just anticipate what they might be doing up ahead of you. Look for field driveways, the driveways into a farm facility, perhaps guardrails or mailbox on the side of the road, which is going to cause that farm operator to swerve out into the traffic lane a little bit farther and, and avoid trying to pass in those circumstances. One of the, the most important things that car operators or, or other other operators on the roadway need to be aware of when operating around these ag vehicles is they cannot pass in no passing zone. Um, everybody's in a hurry. Uh, nobody has enough time in the day. So they typically are impatient and they get behind that, that tractor and implement and they can see around that vehicle to a point where they think they can safely pass, but that's not always the case. And if it is a no passing zone, it doesn't, frankly, it doesn't matter how much the visibility is, you cannot pass that implement husbandry in a no passing zone. That's one of the biggest complaints we receive. That goes a long way as a causation factor in a lot of these left turn crashes, where that implements making the left turn, somebody is trying to pass them, and drives into the side of the tractor. A lot of those crashes are in no-passing zones, and they shouldn't even be passing there, so that crash should not happen.
4: There are several components that make up the best ways to prevent accidents, whether you are on that implement of husbandry or a motorist. And motorists should also be aware that implements may be on the road at night.
7: Yeah, for the size of farms now, definitely you're going to see implements of husbandry moving during those hours of darkness. It's just a, a fact that it's, it's not a daylight job, so to speak. I guess when it comes to hours of darkness, first off, it's important for farmers to understand what hours of darkness actually is. And basically, it's that time frame of 30 minutes after sunset to 30 minutes before sunrise, more than actually any other time when there's not enough natural light visible to see a person or a vehicle at a distance of 500 feet. Then it's important for farmers to understand what does that mean to them. And basically it comes down to having the correct lights and reflectors which are legal, legally required to be on those vehicles.
4: Yes, lighting. That's one of those things you can check right now before you get busy this spring. Lieutenant, what are those requirements or anything specific farmers need to know about lighting on their equipment?
0: Yeah, that's a
7: great comment you made about this time frame now to do that. uh, We would encourage farmers to use the winter months or that early, early spring time frame to ensure that their safety equipment on their vehicle or machinery is equipped as required and that it's working as designed. Do they have the proper lights and reflectors that are required? Does your equipment have the required slow-moving vehicle signs? for those vehicles that are usually traveling 25 miles an hour or less. And with the SMV signs, are they visible? Are they free of damage and not faded out? They want to check to make sure that those SMV signs are, are flat and not bent around that mounting bracket due to backing into something previously. You know, as far as what the farmers need to do during those hours of darkness, You know, make sure they got those two headlamps to the front, red tail lamps to the back. Something that's important, too, for farmers to understand, and, and I think they do this in a positive way, but isn't technically the legal way. But that is for them to remember that they should never have a white light showing to the rear of the vehicle when they're traveling down the roadway. A lot of times, farmers will have that floodlight shining to the back of their tractor onto that implement, and it may illuminate the implement better, and they think that that, that's a good thing. But from a legal standpoint, having that white light shining to the back is unlawful, and it can cause confusion with cars driving up or approaching from behind you. They may be interpreting your vehicle as a wrong-way driver. Because of those white lights, typically it's headlights coming at you. Some of the powerful LED field lights now that are on the on the back of these tractors would possibly blind that approaching driver.
4: And, Lieutenant, you'll be out in the fields too and on the roadways this spring because you also farm some acres near Eau Claire. You understand that you can't control every motorist on the roadway. So these are preventative measures to help save lives. It's a partnership.
7: Yeah, I do have something, you know, obviously – we have to share the road with each other, and that includes farmers sharing the road with, with uh, those non-farm vehicles out there and vice versa. Farm tractors or other any other vehicle out there, for that matter, you cannot impede traffic. So, you know, if you're operating a, an implement down the roadway and you have traffic stacking up behind you and um, you have the ability to wing out or slow down in a wider area of the roadway and let that, vehicle, that traffic clear out, you should be doing that. It's not a matter of seeing how long of a trail of vehicles you can accumulate. That, that's not sharing the road in an appropriate manner either. You know, in, in regards to that topic is that even if you're over with and legally over with as a farm implement, when you're approaching vehicles and, and you're um, on a narrow road or something like that or you're extending across that center line, you have to yield half of the roadway to that passing vehicle. So you may have to, as a farmer operator, um, you know, slow way down and and slowly go towards that ditch line to create enough of a safe passage area for that vehicle to pass, especially on the town and county roadways, which are narrow.
4: What are the biggest questions you get during this time of year in your role?
7: I think a lot of it comes down to passing the iohs that's always a big concern or, or a lot of questions both sides farmers um you know basically lodging complaints that hey you know what happens every year and we're getting passed all the time on these no passing zones or hills and curves and then on the flip side we're getting the the comments from the non-farm individuals about the farmers that are just going slow and they won't get out of our way and they had a place to pull over and let us pass and they don't and so, it's that whole thing uh, pointing pointing fingers back and forth, so to speak, but again, I would just stress to everybody to be cautious, be alert for for what what's going on this time of the year. There's going to be implements out there. Everybody else has to use the roadways too, but we need to have an understanding that these vehicle these implements are large, they operate lower than what normal traffic operates at, and we're all sharing that road together so We just need to be alert for that. We need to be patient and anticipate the unexpected. If you're following these vehicles, anticipate that they may be turning into a field road just up ahead or because they're wide and there's a mailbox coming up or a guardrail, that they're gonna be more likely swinging out further to get around that object in that ditch line so they don't strike it.
4: It's really that simple. And, Lieutenant, before I let you go, you have other notes uh, that farmers should keep in mind this spring. Again, these are laws, but also measures to prevent accidents.
7: When discussing, you know, basically understanding the law and regulations that apply to farmers, I think they need need to understand there are general rules of the road, which they must comply with as well. Just because they're operating a farm tractor, the general rules of the road do apply, which means basically... They have to, you know, stop for stop signs. They can't be operating left of center. Farm implements can't, you know, pass something else in an old passing zone. They need to operate as, just as if they're driving a car or a farm truck. Something else when it comes to laws and regulations that, that gets a little bit quirky that uh, a lot of farmers, I, I don't think, probably understand is that if you're operating a wide IOH, which exceeds 22 feet in, in width, that they're required to have an escort vehicle with them with their hazard lights activated. If they're operating this, this implement that's over 22 feet wide down a two-lane road, that escort would be in front of the implement. And if they're operating on a highway with more than two lanes, then it would be following up the implement behind it. Something else that can be pretty hazardous on the roadway as well is if a farmer is parking their implements or ag vehicles on a roadway. That can only be done if there's no other practical place to park off the roadway into the field. And there must be an unobstructed view of 500 feet each direction. And there also has to be at least 15 feet of roadway left unobstructed for passing vehicles to pass. In all cases of state and federal roadways and in most county and townships, a right-of-way work permit would be required to work off of that right away
4: things that have been in the rule book for a while now but everybody needs a reminder lieutenant bill berger along with us from the wisconsin state patrol great information for both farmers and your average motorist for how to stay safe this planting season from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison i'm stephanie hoff
1: this is the midwest farm report with pam young Looking to grow new ideas for your farm? Then visit the WPS Farm Show. For 60 years, farmers have been coming to the show for the latest in farm equipment, services, and technology to boost their business. Don't miss this year's show, filled with ideas to help you grow. Mark your calendar for March 29th through the 31st at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. For more information and a full list of exhibitors, visit WPSFarmShow.com.
9: Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey. I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family, and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you, too. Okay, how about tasting this stew and telling me what you think?
1: Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine
7: years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station.
1: Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkey.
2: Time now for our Compere Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Mock, Egg Meteorologist. Now, Stu, you know, I was on the phone with my dad last night and was joking around asking him if he had built his ark yet, you know, for all the livestock. I, I didn't know if there was a, an end in sight for this rain, but now it kind of seems like there might be.
6: Well, the end is coming, but there's still going to be a little bit around here today around into the evening, Aaron. And at the same time, we have to start talking about winds. It will get a lot more windy today. West and northwest winds develop, and Alberta clipper system is going to bring a bit of a cool front on through the state. Initial wavy front out there this morning in Minnesota. There's a band of rainfall Oh, from Hudson, Wisconsin, just east of the Twin Cities and north up into the far northwest edge of Wisconsin, northeast parts of Minnesota. But a secondary colder front will reinforce here by later today and lead to more likely some rain, rain mixing with changing to snow as we head toward evening or just into the nighttime. Not going to be a big deal, not accumulating a whole lot of snow or anything like that. But there could be that sloppy mess and it may freeze on as temperatures will get colder overnight. But it does stay quite windy. In fact, when you look at the big picture, just west of the Mississippi and even west of the St. Croix, almost all of eastern Minnesota, under a wind advisory from 1 this afternoon until 10 tonight. That includes northeast parts of Iowa, even northwest Illinois, all under that wind advisory because we expect some wind gusts this afternoon, easily up to 30 and 35 miles per hour. That's going to be a bigger challenge than we've seen lately but we also know with wind like that, it does try to tr- trend, that is, to dry things out somewhat. So it may help with some of the standing water we're seeing. Stays pretty breezy at overnight, even into the day Saturday. We dry it out after this little system moves through. Expect a drier weekend, a better chance to see some sun Saturday. More likely more sunshine for Sunday and even starting into next week. Not a major precipitation threat early next week, but I'd expect, if not late Tuesday, call it Wednesday, when another round of some rain may develop with temperatures that by that time should be back into the upper 40s and low 50s, sounding a little more spring-like as we head to midweek. I'll have forecast details right after this.
4: Looking for tillable acres, a modern dairy facility, a farm site, or ideal land for hunting? Don't miss the Monroe County, Wisconsin building sites and farmland auction. This timed online auction closes Tuesday, March 29th at 1 p.m. Steffes Group will be selling 375 plus acres to be sold in ten tracks of various uses. Go to SteffesGroup.com right now for drone footage and detailed building descriptions for the Monroe County, Wisconsin building sites and farmland auction closing Tuesday, March 29th. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S Group.com.
2: All righty, Stu, let's hear that extended forecast on through the weekend into next week. All right. Well,
6: mostly cloudy and it gets more breezy today. And most likely we're going to talk about some rain yet this morning. And in the afternoon, rain may begin to mix with a little snow by late afternoon talking uh, 2, 3 o'clock in western Wisconsin, even later in the east. Temps not too bad in the upper 30s today, but west winds will become northwest. They increase 10 to 20. There will be some gusts around 35. Cloudy and breezy, some snow ending through the nighttime. Still quite windy as we drop down to the lower 20s. The northwest winds 12 to 25, gusting to 35 through the night. And then there's Saturday, some morning clouds, some clearing, partly sunny, even more sun in western Wisconsin. Staying a little cool, though, low to mid 30s, let's say 35 or 36 if we're lucky. Northwest winds 5 to 15 could still gust near 30 Sunday with sunny skies. Mid-30s, the north winds at 5 to 10, low 40s as we head toward Monday and Tuesday. There's your better news, Josh, and quite possibly up toward 50, but some rain likely as we look toward Wednesday. Maybe a little mix hanging on toward Thursday as those temps cool a bit at that time, but at least we know it warms up into next week.
2: For sure. Definitely. It sounds like maybe we'll hopefully, like you said, dry out a little bit, get rid of some of that mud and uh, you can enjoy the spring weather a little bit more than trying to trudge through all that mud every day. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it just adds a challenge. Doesn't oh, it? yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. It just always keeps things interesting, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Alrighty. You
6: know, it's, it's what we have to put up with.
2: Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Well, that's your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit compere.com for more information. Again, that is Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist, with our forecast for this upcoming week. Looks like we can enjoy some nicer weather, Stu. Have a great weekend, and we will catch you again on Monday. You bet, Aaron. We'll see you then. Thank you very much. Talk to you later.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
5: You can rely on Blaine's Farm and Fleet for quality products at fair and honest prices, like red brand fencing. Right now, take $15 off four foot by 300 foot, 12 and a half gauge sheep and goat fencing. King Cutter in stock XB three point attachments, now 10% off. Maisel welded wire fencing, now 15% off. Make sure your pet's kennel is clean and fresh with Premier Pet Red Cedar Bedding. A five cubic foot bag, on sale, $7.99. Your choice of three-tine forged hay forks or four-tine manure forks with a 48-inch wood handle from Seymour, now $24.99. Plus, check out these great door buster deals. Men's Tingley 13-inch PVC rubber boots, just $23.99 and Diamond and Diamond Naturals 28 to 55 pound bags of dog food, now $3 off. And visit us at the Midwest Horse Fair in Madison, Wisconsin, April 22nd through the 24th. Find value at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.
10: What's the difference between shopping William Thomas custom jewelry and a franchise jewelry store? The young rep at the franchise store probably knows more about their cell phone than they do exquisite jewelry, and where will they be in the future when you need them? William Thomas Custom Jewelry is a Madison original, and they'll be here for you whenever you need them, creating one-of-a-kind pieces and here for the long haul.
1: William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Phase one, clear, takeoff. Since 1995. The Global Positioning System, or GPS, developed by the U.S. military,
11: Here we go. has
1: been operational for civilian use. Please proceed to the highlight. Today, the men and women of the Air Force Reserve continue their vital mission, guiding you safely on your way while protecting the freedoms we all enjoy. The United States Air Force Reserve, guiding and protecting America.
12: Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area we give cash for clues Madison area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents law enforcement agencies and media partners so how does it work when you share information with Crime Stoppers a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity if your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive you'll receive a cash reward keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority.
11: You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert, Michelle Neeson. Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin-type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines, as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler, like Restylane Lift, is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence. Let your natural beauty shine Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsalkprairie.com.
12: Mad City Moving is looking to hire some strong, capable individuals who can delicately handle the job of moving people's precious items. You can potentially earn up to $30 an hour plus up to $1,000 signing bonus. Temporary and full-time positions are available. Learn more at madcitymoving.com. An equal opportunity employer. You can call that your next
10: career move.
1: Mad City Moving. Mad City moving. You haven't seen
10: Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath.
8: We talked about the Packers, though, when it we comes go, to free agency and, and receivers. We did talk yesterday about the clip from Colin Coward from T.J. Hushmanzada about Robert Woods yeah. was on the Packers list, and it was only their fault that they did not acquire him for a fifth, sixth round pick. Yep. Now there's rumors. You We talked about a little earlier about DK Metcalf, or Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Lockett, and now I don't know if you saw... Uh, g-dubs scary message terry? but yeah terry mclaurin scary terry and now he's even sending us pictures of articles being written about scary terry potentially being a packers target
3: more evidence that everyone listens to the show and also looks at our dms rowdy i'll say this though out of those three guys i think if i'm the
8: packers right now where obviously i still have salary cap issues uh-huh. uh huh, i'm a little tight for money Yet I need good receivers, and we have five picks in the first ninety-three of this year's draft. I think if I'm the Green Bay Packers, out of those three guys, Lockett, Metcalf, and and Terry, uh, Scary Terry, I think I'm going with McLaurin. I think I'm going with Scary Terry if I had to trade for one. No, Scary Terry's
3: got what, one more year left on his this deal? This would be
8: the last year of his deal. But his contract, I believe it's only for like four-ish million dollars, where Metcalf
3: got paid locket is getting paid yeah can the packers afford to pay i mean davante adams comes off the books that's a that's the number. thing
8: it's like i don't know if they can afford to pay a lot of money right now unless they continue to open up uh salary and money with restructuring context now they are under the cap they're under the cap yeah but yeah.
3: right now you had to be a couple of oh and by week. the
8: way um we talked yesterday about the salary cap and roster, about how they signed Rasul Douglas. They signed... Yeah, those details Tunyan came out of Rasul Douglas Reed, now. The Rasul Douglas ones came out. He's only going to be, what is it, a little over $3 million against the cap? Yeah. So that's... It was roughly half of what he's going to make per season, which is a good thing. Bob Tunyon still, I don't think those have come out, but I can't imagine he no, would be... No, it can't be much. ...a ton. And then same thing with Reed, still yet to come out. But we are seeing... uh some of those details coming out more and more lately, but yeah, they would for them to go and, and acquire a Metcalf or a locket. In my opinion, I think they'd have to carve out more salary cap.
3: Yeah. So uh, and they d-
8: haven't done any of those moves yet.
3: No, they really haven't. So t- scary. Terry Terry McLaurin is uh, up there on the short list. The uh, Devante Parker dolphins was linked. Brandon cooks uh, DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. We were just talking about uh, Corey Davis from the jets, there was LaViscus Chenault, who many Packer fans, not many, but some Packer fans wanted to get him in the draft in 2020. Uh, uh, Chase Claypool for some readings, are, are, Darius Slayton. So some of those
8: names that you're mentioning, are you really that interested in acquiring them? Like, I get it. They're an upgrade to some of the receivers that they have now, but are you are you really that interested well, in scary them? Scary
3: Terry would be intriguing. Yeah, I,
8: but I also that was the one thing that G-Dub proposed. He goes, hey, if the commanders called you today and they offered uh, Terry McLaurin for a first round pick. Would you do it? I said on the surface, no reason being. I would have to know if he was going to sign an extension with the Packers. Yes. Like if I knew he was going to long term sign like a four year deal with the Green Bay Packers.
3: You know, it's want some rental player. And then, yeah, gone.
8: I'm not giving up a first round pick no, for a guy to play one year. Not, definitely not. I-, I want a three, four year deal that I know I'm going to be getting him for affordable money. Not, And it's not like McLaurin's going to be able to sign for Devonte Adams money. Actually, maybe he's got a Christian Kirk's agent. I don't know, but I, I can't imagine. I
3: wonder who his agent is.
8: But I can't imagine he gets that type of money. But, like, the, the Metcalfs of the world, the Lockets. I think Locketts uh, making, like, $15 million. Yeah, they're going to want year. big,
3: well, especially deep, well, both of them are going to want big money. And I don't know if the Packers can carve out big money.
8: Well, what about this, Rowdy? So we. I asked take the, Chase Claypool, but I I don't know if the Steelers are willing to give up Chase Claypool. They already yeah, let the thing. Juju Smith Schuster walk. Yeah,
3: Juju's gone, and yeah, the, the scuttlebutt Plus, is the not willing to deal Claypool.
8: Is Claypool Packers a Packers guy? <laughs> is he is he a Packers man? Packers people remember when uh, he was down on a knee signaling first down at the end of the game, and people are losing their minds about <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> because,
3: because he, he cost was them like out of five time. seconds. Well, Packer people is not really a thing. Um, Their new guy, they got Jaron Reed. Uh, He was suspended six games in 2019. I went and looked into why. Uh, Let's just say there was a girlfriend and a stripper involved, and the stripper uh, thought she was a more long-term girlfriend than these other girlfriend he had, and things did not go well for uh, the parties involved. Uh, But, Rowdy, uh, looking at this, a couple of talking heads have been talking about the Packers are just going straight draft.
1: Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Hey, it's Aaron Zimmerman back here with you on the Midwest Farm Report here on this Friday morning. Now, I would like to inform you about another opportunity for youth in agriculture. The professional dairy producers are hosting their Stride Youth Leadership Conference coming up on April 2nd in the Wisconsin Dells for high school students from 15 to 18 years old. I had the chance to talk with Shelly O'Leary of PDPW to find out a little bit more information about the conference, and she encourages students to get involved as it will be a fun and engaging experience and a great learning opportunity for them as well.
9: Absolutely. So, uh, this is a one day program that will be set at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dell Saturday, April 2, designed to help high school students ages 15 to 18 really discover some of their inherent leadership abilities, and also to learn a little bit more about the basics of effective communication. There will be a lot of high-energy, interactive team exercises and group challenges that will really help all of the students discover for themselves what kind of leadership abilities they have when they're working by themselves or even when they're working as a group, uh, and we'll dis- uh, we'll discuss some of the differences in leadership style because there's not just one way to be an effective communicator or an influential leader.
2: Now, is this conference, you said it's aimed at students that are 15 to 18-year-olds. Now, are these students that you're targeting, hopefully dairy industry students, ag industry students, or kind of just anybody that has an interest in developing their leadership skills?
9: Great question. So PVPW, as an organization, has always had at its core that we support the success of the dairy producers and the industry. Having said that, this particular uh, youth leadership development conference, while it does invite all of agriculture's youth to consider attending and to bring friends, we are going to be teaching the concept that will help anybody, uh, whether they know already they want to be a banker or a lawyer or they want to work in IT, a person does not have to have an interest in agriculture or dairy to really gain some impactful knowledge from this program. In fact, what we find is a lot of times people come to the dairy industry without having had any plan to do so because they see there is such a broad range of career opportunities in dairy that just aren't present in the same quantity in the non-dairy sector. So short answer, open to everybody because these skills are going to be life-changing for everybody.
2: Well, and I'm glad you bring up, too, you know, the career thing the career preparation getting students you know thinking about those things because those high school students while they have a lot thrown at them or you know a lot of things that they're thinking about but at least yeah. it's you know some preparation getting thinking about that what kind of i guess career skill type things or career knowledge i guess are you sharing with these students through the conference
9: so uh, we will be doing some activities that help them discover what kind of a leader am i naturally so, we're really going to be grooming some of the skills that these students already have in place and they're totally unaware of so that they can continue to grow in a way that will positively impact their future, uh, regardless of the career, or will help them get excited about hey, look at all the options. The things I'm already good at. We will be spending some time talking about dairy-centric career options. In fact, there will be uh, what we call a mini career fair, where we'll showcase some pods is what we're um, how we're approaching it. So that there will be people there who are already in a career, and they can talk to the students there. How did you get there, um, or how they got to where they're at? and questions that they had to face along the way so open to students who want to expand on the skills they already have and even learn a little bit more about themselves
2: now let's talk i guess a little bit about some of the logistical things obviously you said the conference is going to be held on april 2nd in the wisconsin dells let's talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about the schedule getting registered you know if people want to find more information where they can find all that and, and what they can do to get signed up.
9: Yeah, absolutely. So let me just give you the high point. So Saturday, April two, Kalahari Resort, Wisconsin Dells. We'll have a nine AM check-in and the conference will include lunch and all the materials that will be involved as the day goes by. We're planning to conclude the conference by six PM same day. I do want to note that we do Require a pre-registration by Sunday, March 27th. So that'll be just around the corner here. So registration fee is $79, and that includes the training materials and the meals. So where to go? They can register online at our website at www.pdpw.org. Once there, click on Upcoming Programs. You'll find the Stride Programs. Content and you can register online there or you can call our PDPW office. That number is 800 947 7379. If a student knows that they're amped up about this and they want to attend, or even if they're just kind of thinking about it, like, oh, this could be a fun way to um, meet new people, spend a Saturday away, I encourage that they consider bringing a friend. That way they'll know at least one person there, and that friend doesn't have to have any plans to be involved in dairy.
2: Well, sounds like a great opportunity for students. Again, here with Shelly O'Leary with PDPW, talking about the Stride Youth Leadership Conference that's coming up here on April 2nd. At the Kalahari in the Wisconsin Dells. Again, as she said, if you're interested in finding out more information or registering for the conference, you can visit them at pdpw.org or call them at 800 947 7379. Again, those registrations for the conference are due March 27th. Now, before we get a chance to hear from our friends at Compere Financial, let's go ahead and take a look at our commodity markets here on this Friday morning. Cash corn currently down three and a half while new crop corn is down four and a half at six sixty-three. Cash soybeans down eleven and a quarter while new crop soybeans are down seven and a quarter at fourteen eighty-five and three quarters. The May wheat contract currently down four, while the new crop July contract is down two and three quarters at ten seventy-one and three-quarters. The April milk contract currently at twenty four twenty two dollars 22 a hundredweight. That's down 28 cents, while the May contract is down 27 cents at $25 a hundredweight. Yesterday, barrel cheese finished at $2.21, up two. 40-pound blocks unchanged at $2.24. And AA butter also unchanged at $2.80 and a quarter. There's a quick look at your commodity markets here this morning. We'll be right back after the short commercial break.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Hey, everybody, it's the fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee, inviting you to join me on another agriculture adventure to Scotland and Northern Ireland. September 13th through the 23rd, we'll discover the scenery, the people, the agriculture, with iconic places like Edinburgh Castle. Also enjoying unique stops at places like a Northern Irish dairy farm. Visit holidayvacations.com, keyword PAM, to learn more about the tour or call 888-557-1020 for a free brochure.
5: When we say we're the concrete producing company that contractors rely on, it's because they know we produce our own superior mix products that endure the Wisconsin elements, and our family stands behind the long-lasting performance. Add one of our unique products to your next project.
1: The concrete producing company The contractors rely on Advanced Concrete
5: Producing Concrete Foundations to Maintain Concrete Relationships
13: Hi, this is Dave Gary with the Princeton Clubs. Since 1987, my team and I have had a couple of goals make it really simple for everyone to get started with fitness and keep our world class facilities available at affordable rates. Well, we've done just that. And over 35 years, I've learned one really important thing it all starts with you. If you'll decide now is the time to get in shape, we'll help you get there. I promise. At the Princeton Clubs, there's no joining fee. We keep our clubs open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and include free childcare. Our world class facilities offer almost everything possible and are meticulously cleaned and maintained. We provide an amazing environment to help motivate you, and more importantly, it allows you to feel comfortable while you're improving your health. Now, more than ever, taking care of our bodies both physically and mentally. It's so important. Come see why we've been voted Madison's best and favorite health club year after year, the Princeton Club, for a better tomorrow. To activate a free trial pass, go to PrincetonClub.net.
1: Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: If you're involved in agriculture today, regardless of size, regardless of what you're producing, you're involved in the world marketplace. And given the upheaval we've seen in the world and the volatility we've witnessed in prices, boy, it's important to have a trusted advisor at your side time for a chat with our friends from Compure Financial and joining us today Glenn Walkler he's a financial officer with Compure Financial that's been pushing the numbers and trying to help growers come up with risk management plans and boy Glenn never before have we probably had more respect for risk management than we do right now
14: right I think the old saying has never been more true look beyond what's happening in your backyard and that that's really how we got here Um, first off, I want to mention the weather, the La Nina pattern that we've had, um, going on two years right now, and that's created some dry conditions, of course, in parts of the U S here, the Western corn belt was a little dry, but in South America, that's really created some havoc. And with the bean crop down there, we're talking about 125 million tons, million metric tons of soybeans coming from Brazil. Now that's, that's down about nine. Uh, eight to nine percent, and Argentina has about 42 million metric tons. So both of those countries are do- are down in their soybean production, and that's really helping support our markets up here. Right. And last year, the corn crop, the second uh, soprina corn crop was short down there as well. So that is really supportive to our markets. Of course, um, geopolitical, uh, that has been a big event here. And that's been supporting these prices and and even led to the ramp-up that we've seen. And we just pray for the peace and safety of everyone there, and and, um, we try to manage our risks the best we can there.
0: Right. And, you know, uh, even kind of regardless of what's happening with the geopolitical scene, one forecast that is continuing to come true, inflation. You know, these historically low interest rates that we've been witness to for, what, almost a decade now, suddenly starting to change. Now, what do farmers and agribusinesses need to think about, Glenn, when it comes to inflation and rising interest rates? You know, agriculture is a long-term play. What advice are you kind of counseling people with now?
7: Well, we are in
14: the um, business of commodities, and commodities are one of the first um, one of the first uh, assets to really see the inflation happen out there and in response to the pandemic, our government um, starting in the beginning of 2020 really had an unprecedented response using our money supply to get us out of that pandemic uh, the PPP loans, the stimulus checks Low rates and quantitative easing, that all increased our money supply about 40% in two years. So of all the money that was created, 40% of that happened in the last two years. Really an incredible response to that pandemic. So using that as a backdrop, the commodities are sure going to be one of the first ones to feel it. And in those two years, the corn price obviously has gone up um, 75%. We all know that's happened. Fruit oil is better than 50% um, higher in those two years. So we really have to, this inflation is maybe more than a blip on the radar screen. It's maybe more long-term than that. So we really have to think uh, about how we're going to secure our inputs, especially with the geopolitical concerns. And locking those down may be just as important as thinking of the final price. So it's managing and controlling all the things that you control is really what's important on these times, fam.
0: Yeah. You know, I mentioned that agriculture is a long-term play. So how far are you asking your clients, your customers to look out, Glenn? Are we talking about securing our input needs beyond just this cropping season or how far out do we want to kind of protect ourselves?
14: Sure. I think we have to look at our own supply chains right on our own farm. And if we can get the fertilizer to our farm, the earlier the better and eliminate some of the unknowns. So if we know what our fertilizer and our diesel costs and chemical costs are going to be and we can lock those in, then we can really worry about which price and profit level that we want on our farm. And those those things are really important to watch here and actually getting your hands on those um, supplies is going to help you and eliminate some of that stress that we talked about
0: right yeah you know and like i said long-term plays. so i'm guessing you're also having serious conversations with anybody that's uh looking at larger transactions uh maybe land uh buying another property maybe even some of the capital investments i mean i'm guessing that you'd like to see them into a fixed rate uh position rather than uh just playing it from one year to the next
14: yeah, you certainly got that right, Pam. I've been helping people with fixed rates here for the last um, six months. That's really been a popular topic, and that's because that is one of the things that you can easily control is getting a fixed rate, especially if you've just bought a farm or that that tractor that has cost more than ever before. Those fixed rates are an easy, um, easy thing to do as far as risk management goes and should be one of the first things that you look at.
0: Glenn Walkler is along with us. He's one of the financial officers with Compure Financial. And again, he is working with growers, focused a lot on managing these high grain prices and high input costs and trying to strategically position you for profitability going forward. You know, one thing that I sometimes worry our eyes glaze over a little bit, Glenn, risk management, so many tools out there, and yet sometimes I think that the comfort zone is sticking our head in the sand and just hoping it all goes away. How do you help people really uh, travel the gauntlet or risk management tools they should be using?
14: <laughs> I agree 100% with you. You can, um, you can easily, in these times of volatility, just stick your head in the sand. And um, for a couple of years here, it, it may have worked okay. But <laughs> we all know that eventually this is going to end. Um, the punch bowl is going to get taken away either by... Uh, the geopolitical um uh events straightening in themselves out, the weather turning around, or maybe a really aggressive Fed that wants to um start going the other way with the money supply. So there's a number of things that can happen that will take the punch bowl away and we'll have uh we'll have just the opposite high input prices and lower grain prices. And I just want people to think about that as we're here and have these opportunities and think about We've had a couple other time periods in 2012 and 2008 where we look back, and that's really not that long ago, and we look back, boy, I wish I would have sold uh, $5 corn or five fifty corn out for a year or two. And there's that opportunity. If you um, look with enough grain merchandisers or, or um, having some options in place, you can go out and sell grain that far ahead. And I'm not advocating you do that with your whole cost, your whole crop, but once you know your costs, you can certainly do some hedging. Uh and with the crop insurance in place and the tools we have, that is uh, that's not a bad strategy. We know where we're gonna be as far as input wise and we can lock the price in. And that's really what risk management is all about. It's it's not getting the highest price out there. It's locking in a profit and being able to pay your bills and, and do a good job with your business.
0: Yeah, right. Like you said, that's the smart money going that route. And the good news, Glenn, you guys are ready to hand, hold my hand and, and walk me through the process. I, like I said, I think there's a lot of people that have never really considered more sophisticated risk, risk management tools than just crop insurance and some of that type of thing. You're ready to take them by the hand and walk them through the process.
14: Absolutely. If you want feedback on your marketing plan, uh, our financial officers here at Compere are ready to sit down and and look at your risk management plan and, and tailor that with uh, your risk management profile to see how much risk you can take on. And a lot of producers I work with, they want to know how they're doing compared to other producers. And we do have a benchmarking system where we can really sit down and look at, your whole risk profile, and then your marketing plan, too, just to see, hey, will I be will I be okay if these crop prices turn around? How much risk can I afford to take? And how am I doing compared to the other grain producers that are, are out there in my region? So yeah. that benchmarking really... That's really neat. It's informative for the producers.
0: We do it with our yields. We do it with milk production. We're always kind of comparing notes, and that would make sense to try to make sure you know where you stand as a benchmark with others. Glenn Walkler, along with us, he is one of the financial officers with Compier Financial, trying to help you get your risk management plan together for 2022 in a time where we're seeing volatility all around us. Find a local Compeer office near you. You can go to Compeer.com for details. Glenn Walkler.